Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, happy funky Friday sports talk to close out the regular work week, the weekday work week. We don't stop working. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Illinois basketball has an early start at 11 a.m. So we're just kind of just warming up for tomorrow morning. But nonetheless, hope your weekend is off to a good start. If you're already motoring home, uh, maybe you are still there and we're just we're helping you ease into it. We're glad you're here. Hey, uh, you may have heard in the start to the in, in the news just a moment ago, but it is a, a sad note. State Senator Scott Bennett had passed away, and we extend our sympathies, condolences, and a heart goes out to all those that are mourning uh, him. Uh, I've had the pleasure just to see him a few times when he came around here for interviews. Uh, on various shows and whatnot here on and uh, and visiting the News Gazette and whatnot and just a really good person and uh, an Illini fan too so uh, we we extend our best to the family and friends of State Senator Scott Bennett and there's more on that at newsgazette.com We'll soldier on here and uh, get into sports talk. Brian Barnhart coming in in a little bit for the Illini Notebook. Next hour, the world according to Bob Osmussen. Uh, Matt Daniels, uh, a little bit under the weather, so we're going to give him a pass so he can recuperate as best he can and still get his job done. We will still hopefully uh, be here for you in whatever uh, way we can. If you want to text us, 217-351-5357. Give us a shout, 217-356-9397. Locally and even a little bit nationally, a kind of a quiet day uh, so far. I haven't seen anything jump out. Last night, an entertaining Maybe wasn't particularly compelling, but an entertaining NFL football game with uh, Baker Mayfield getting on a plane, hedging his bets that indeed the Rams were going to pick him up off waivers, and they did, and then he led a 98-yard touchdown drive last night. Ohio State uh, men's basketball got a last-second buzzer-beater win. Oops, guys shouldn't have counted if the ref saw that the uh, shot-taker was actually out of bounds before he received the pass. Oh, I missed that. Um, oh, yeah. It shouldn't have counted. Shouldn't have counted. But the refs didn't see it, so I guess it counts. Hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Hawkeyes just bullied the Cyclones. And I tried to watch that, and it was over by the oh, time no I kidding. turned it on. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get to watch that. But if I've noticed anything, it's not just Illinois, but other teams in the Big Ten, I think, realized after the last few years that – the, their their team construction was a, 
little less athletic than most of the other teams that were moving on. I mean, Iowa's playing, they did it last year with the Murray guys, but they're playing smaller and more athletic. It sounds like Penn State's going to do the same thing. Um, Rutgers, they still got Omarui yeah, down Cliff low. Omarui, yeah. yeah, but they, they play, you know, uh, kind of a, a spread out style. And Ohio State's like the one last standing team, and even Zed Key's now stepping out and shooting some threes. So, everybody's kind of realized that, that playing the old school big man five, although Purdue's having a, a nice run here to, to get things going, but but you're seeing a, a shift in the way that the, the conference is playing so yeah, far. Yeah, I actually, it was kind of similar to you. I turned on Iowa, Hawkeye, Hi, Iowa and Cyclones, and I think it was in the second half, and it was all really out of hand. But I stayed with it for a little bit, and that was the first thing that jumped out. I'm like, Okay, this is TV, and it's hard to tell sometimes. Get, like, I think Iowa's moving up and down the floor. Mm-hmm. And they've always been an offensive-minded program over defense. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it just seemed like, wow. they're And they've got, you know, they're big. Rabacha mm-hmm. can shoot it from the outside. So yeah, I think Illinois is, is able to match that athleticism this year. Right, right, exactly. They they were everybody's kind of changing that way, and, and no more Kofi Coburn, and, and we we've got this new lineup in there: young guys, athletic guys, guys that can shoot it. Everybody can dribble the ball and bring the ball up the floor. We saw Dane Danger even do that, although we got a, a I don't know, a, maybe not so much of an offensive foul call when he brought it down last game, but. Um, yeah, it's it's more exciting, and I'm looking forward to, to tomorrow's game because Penn State always, for whatever reason, turns it into a rock fight with the Illini. <laughs> yeah, they and they've got uh, Javon Pickett. Mm-hmm. Wait, Jalen no, no. Pickett. Yeah, <laughs> there's too many Javons and Jalens. Okay, we got Jalen Brunson, who used to be what he was a Nova, mm-hmm. right? And then there's Javon Pickett, who was at Missouri, Missouri but Jalen Pickett, mm-hmm. he is. Not quite, but kind of in shouting distance of averaging a triple-double, <laughs> which is unheard of in college. Yeah. You, you kind of just do it all. But they play, yeah, they, they play small, and, and, and they'll put the guards in the post and posts outside and, and, and everything. And it'll, it'll be interesting for Illinois, Come, especially coming off a high-emotion game out in New York City, all the travel, you come home, you're going to have a full house with a sold-out crowd. Yeah. But it's an 11 a.m. start, and you probably walk in going, "Yeah, we should beat these guys." Yeah, no, no doubt. And I, I think this team, they, they think that way, but they're they'll put it all together and hopefully show up. Yeah, I kind of forgot that it was a, a sellout, and I think they even sold more tickets in the lower bowl than they usually do. If I saw a tweet right a, a couple weeks ago or so, so State Farm Center will be rocking. It's been what almost two weeks since they, they've played a game there, so uh, be nice to get back home. We also learned something today. Matthew Meyer has had well-documented shooting struggles to start the year until this performance on Tuesday night against the Texas Longhorns Longhorns, and went 5-for-5 beyond the arc and uh, chose not to eat after (laughs) the hour of noon on Tuesday. And he said he felt great, but he revealed a little bit more. Not only has he been dealing with some injuries, he's discovered some allergies had been bothering him too it's been frustrating but my my coaches have been and my teammates have been so supportive of me like obviously i haven't been playing like myself at the beginning of the season um but yeah everybody like coach coach underwood has just been coaching me like normal he hasn't been like extra on me 
uh, and they've just helped uh, me maintain my confidence through that. Uh, how do you think a surprise? Yeah, because I was I'm allergic to milk and eggs, and I literally ate milk and eggs every single day. And then when I stopped eating that, I was like, wow, <laughs> I feel a lot better. He later revealed he's also now allergic to wheat, mm. not gluten. Different. I mean, gluten is I think in wheat, but it's not right. gluten itself; it's just wheat. So the old pancakes and eggs for breakfast may be out <laughs> for the in, uh, indefinite future for Matt Meyer. But wow, didn't that's a first? <laughs> yeah, if that if that was the uh, the difference, and we see what he's like without milk and eggs, then yeah, keep keep that flowing. If he's going to shoot eight for ten and make all his threes and play good defense down low, yeah, I think they they found the right combination. But I, I can't imagine. Everything, you know, the, the last five, six months, finishing, graduating from Baylor, moving up here, going through the, the transfer process and all that, and realize not knowing that it's just regular food that you eat every day that, that's messing you up. So, Yeah, he also said he's still dealing with some injuries, that he is not disclosing what they are. I think we all know that there were some back issues mm-hmm. uh, in the off season. Whether it's the same or something else, uh, we don't know. But Matthew Meyer is... He is fun to talk to. I I don't have a comp for him in terms of personality. He's just <laughs> among Illinois players that have mm-hmm. been here. He's just he's a unique bird, but he has some maturity to him. How many uh, Texans have we had? Oh, that's uh, on the foot. Mostly more on the football oh, side. Yeah. But I think he's definitely not. Did he basketball. go to the uh, the the high school that Drew Brees went to in in Austin? I think he's from the same high school, mm. not the same year. <laughs> just a, a, a little bit Westlake, something like that we'll have to we'll have to look that up but yeah uh he was he didn't eat past noon on tuesday now tip off in new york city was at 7 p.m mm-hmm. so you're talking about a guy that didn't eat for seven hours most of us start to get some hunger pangs <laughs> and then goes off and he's like yeah after you're done working out you're not hungry for a good hour yeah. until after you're done working out so now this guy's going on 10, 11 hours of not eating, and in the meantime, played major minutes in a major Division One <laughs> basketball game, shot lights out, and was like, yeah, I'm good, and I want to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe he adds a few more calories to that lunch, makes it a little bigger, and then it lasts a little longer, like he said. I mean, anytime... A saline solution or something? <laughs> but, I, yeah, I mean, I was the, the same way, you know, doing anything athletic. Food just kind of goes to the back of your mind unless you're like uber hungry and, and then maybe you know once the game gets done and over with it's like oh yeah maybe i should eat something like that so as long as he, he's not getting the growls on the bench you know getting yeah, some side or, eyes from some guys or you're feeling a little you know whatever like oh my gosh i have to eat because i'm feeling a little woozy here or something like that <laughs> like whoa get the gatorade going paul blurt mocha <laughs> <laughs> nice reference <laughs> So uh, it's 11 a.m. against the Penn State Nittany Lions tomorrow uh, at the State Farm Center. The women are back in action on Sunday. They're against Butler on the road over in Indianapolis. It's a 1 p.m. tip, and they'll look for their ninth win of the season. They're already a win better than they were last year. It's December. They're already a win better than they were last year. World Cup. World Cup penalty kicks. This is how it sounded uh, the Spanish broadcast.
Esta la semifinal. That was uh, Argentina moving on to the semifinals. <laughs> Clocked in at uh, 15 and a half seconds there in the final goal call. <laughs> The last one. Longer. <laughs> we had well, like, no, I mean, all of them combined were longer than that, but yeah. the final one. I, I thought he was going to pass out. I, I didn't know you could <laughs> hold a, a, a word that long. There's nothing nothing like broadcast, soccer broadcast. Yep. Football, to, to those who prefer to call it that. Argentina over the Netherlands in penalty kicks. Croatia over Brazil. In penalty kicks. And those two teams will see each other now in the semifinals. Hmm. The world's game, soccer. Illinois' broadcaster is Brian Barnhart. He will join us for the Illini Notebook when we return. I'm Scott Beatty along with Evan Kahn. Glad to have you with us here on Sports Talk. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Funky Friday Sports Talk with Evan Kahn, Scott Beatty here on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM. And time for the Illini Notebook. The voice of the Illini is Brian Barnhart, and he's joining us here in studio tomorrow. Get to be home for a change for some basketball and football. Yeah. Well, there's no more football. I'm just saying yeah. this seems like being home it hasn't happened for a little bit. Yeah, it has not. What, since the Syracuse game, I guess. Yeah. So it's been a little while. Yeah, it'll be good to be uh, not have to uh, go anywhere, really, for the game other than to the State Farm Center. It'll be a lot easier to get into the building. 11 a.m. kickoff. I'm sorry, 11 a.m. tip-off. Tip-off, yeah, 11 o'clock. That's early. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, that'll be an early start. It'll be an early shoot-around for the team. They'll be up early, but they practice in the morning, early morning anyway, so nothing unusual for them. Penn State Nittany Lions are in, and they uh, are looking for their first Big Ten win uh, as are the Illini, but uh, first off, New York City and knocking off Texas. I, I don't know if is Texas really the, you know the second best team in the country. I mean, obviously they're ranked as such by voters, but I, I, they're a really good team. So that's it's a big win on neutral floor. Absolutely. And when I mentioned easier to get in, I meant because New Madison Square Garden is very hard to get in. <laughs> People just you know it's like come on you know let's go. We're trying to get to work, so it'll be a lot easier to tomorrow with our friendly folks over there at the state farm center so no but yeah it's uh penn state had a game you know they had what 12 lead changes uh in their game with michigan state and wound up losing to the spartans and of course illinois coming off that great win at madison square garden a a game that probably resembled uh, and you did the uh, ucla game it was kind of where you're kind of thinking "Ooh, they're in trouble here and then they dig themselves out of it and wind up winning it in, a, in a, against a really good team, and so that was a that was pretty impressive. It was the interesting atmosphere there the other night because it was very much like a NCAA or Big Ten tournament type atmosphere. A lot of different fans. Illinois and Duke clearly had more fans than mm-hmm. anybody. Iowa was probably last; they were fourth. They had several, but not. And then Texas was somewhere in between. <laughs> but it was uh, it was just an interesting atmosphere. And as as the fans began to file in as the game went on, it just got more and more full. And then Illinois and Texas, Illinois started their comeback, and then it got really intense near the end. Well, so far this team, you just can't count them out, the Illini, no. that is. There's been a couple of times been down double digits. And uh, to me, when you get into that that 15 point, that's that's the hinge point. 
I think. I, I don't know. I don't have any stats in front of me, the metrics or whatever, but I would think past about 15 points, that's when you're really getting into, okay, it's maybe been done before, but you can't come back. But when, when if you can keep it 15 and then get on a little run and get it into single digits, and psychologically, okay, now we're mm-hmm. back in this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's that's very true. That's what made the Arizona game remarkable all those years ago. Yeah. You know, 15 and you're down to four minutes. Yeah, that, now that – we've got to do it in four minutes. Yeah. That's another that's, level. That's, that's another level for sure. But yeah, yeah a bad you know, hamstring. What, you know? what I've seen over the years is – and you guys have seen this too, but you'll have a team and they'll say, okay, we need to stop this player or we need to stop these two guys. And the, the good teams – and last year, you know, if teams wanted to beat Illinois, they had to stop Kofi and they needed to lock down – Trent or Plummer or whatever mm-hmm. and there's certain things that you can take away through scouting reports but then there's the teams that no matter what you try to scout somebody beats you somebody is able to make big plays and Meyer was the other night you know with all the points he scored and if Illinois can get that and then you have Jaden Epps do what he does you know well your scouting report says yeah Epps is a really young player pretty good shooter but suddenly he hits the biggest shot of the game, or you get Luke Goody to come back later, or whatever, the potential of beating an Illinois team with all of those different options, okay, if this is not working, we'll do this. And when you've seen the great teams over the year, the ones that get to the Final Four, they have a variety of ways to beat you. And you may stop them here, and you may stop them here a couple of different times, but somebody else is going to beat you. And that's what's pretty fun to think about. That seems like like why there's no real panic when, when this team gets down because they, they don't have to. It's not, okay, now we've got to get the ball to Terrence. It's like anybody can can step mm-hmm. up in those situations. And they and they did that at Madison Square Garden, right? I, I mean, it was like a, a tale of a, a game of four different quarters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Meyer taking over. You had Shannon. You had Epps hitting the big shot. Coleman is, is still that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team, it, it just has so many different ways. Like you're Yeah, it's like an you. amoeba. It's, it's hard to, you know, you stop them here and then it leaks over here and then you get – this and this happens well, and that's why you know uh, people said okay hang on how can you say this team might be better because you you don't have two of the greatest players ever anymore in Illini history and I understand that but it felt like at times Illinois had you, 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 you go ahead and try and stop Io and Kofi you know it was really hard to do but if you did mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but if you did um, like in that Loyola game like uh, like Houston could do last year. Okay, uh, now what? Whereas Wait. this is, there's there's not one sort of superstar. I mean, Terrence, I'm not trying to denigrate any player. I mean, yeah. you know, really good players, but maybe not superstar level, but it can come from a bunch of different directions. Well, the other thing Brad talks about, the other intangible, is that you've got guys that were either on national championship teams, in Meyer's case, or Final Four teams, in Shannon's case. So they've won at a really high level, and then all these high school guys that come in off of you know state championship mm-hmm. teams or very successful prep teams or whatever it is they're just used to winning they have the mindset we're going to win and that's a big deal i think and they recruit to that i know brad's starting to recruit to that and i think it shows up and you know where Jaden Epps, even though he missed the shot at maryland he's like fearless he shoots it again <laughs> you know at madison square garden and he makes it i mean there's there's a certain mentality that comes with guys like that that is an intangible that you can't uh, you can't explain. Madison Square Garden, you know, it's a bigger stage than your high school state championship, but <laughs> sure. adrenaline is adrenaline and nerves are nerves. So Jaden Epps has been through that. Yeah. 
So he could mm-hmm. knock him down mm-hmm. with seven seconds to go. Mm-hmm. No and the problem. shot he took at Maryland wasn't a bad shot. He was wide open. He was right in front of us. There was nobody around him. And he was just a catch and shoot. He didn't make it. In New York City, he did. Yep. Well, to, tomorrow a good opportunity to, to get that first Big Ten win. Mm-hmm. And, and as we've seen here through a, a week of Big Ten play, even though Penn State's coming off a not very good season and, and not really beating anybody big so far early on this season uh, – should be a, a tough matchup, especially like you said. E- even though they practice early in the morning, getting up for competition mm-hmm. at 11 a.m. is a different kind of animal. I think too. We tend to we hear Penn State basketball. We kind of as fans we go, oh well, that'll be a win. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's that tendency, and you can't do that because last year's game nobody led by more than six points in last year's game, and people always remember the Iowa game and what happened on that championship Sunday. But we had to beat Penn State first to even be in that, and that didn't come easy. Yep. And uh, again, the Illini won that game sixty to fifty-five. Penn State led it fifty-two fifty with six minutes to go, and Demonte Williams had four three-pointers and was your leading scorer with fourteen right. points to get by Penn State last year. They can really shoot it from outside. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the Big Ten in the country, but they play really sticky defense too. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've got Shrewsbury, who was with Painter at Purdue. And he was with Matt, uh, Brad Stevens at Butler at one point, and they just play really good team defense. And so, this will be. I don't know if this will be. I don't think this will be easy. I haven't really yeah. faced a, a team that comes in as big three point shooters either, right? Yeah. I mean, Maryland had, had a couple guys that went off, but neither of them were big time shooters. So, so that will be different, especially as we've seen guys over helping in, in such the last and the, few games. And there were fewer possessions in last year's game too. So. I, I, I think it's I think it's a reasonable prediction to say Illinois will win this game and I think it will not be easy and it might be close and somebody's gonna be upset about that. <laughs> yeah. and, and and it's like you gotta understand. Also, I mean this is this is almost like a five out type offense. They've got Jai in there who's six ten, but they I mean they're playing a lot of guards. Yeah. And oh, uh, Illinois and, hasn't quite seen yeah. this yet. And Pickett is I mean, he's putting up numbers, you know, thirteen point seventeen rebounds the other day. He had, uh, what was it, 13 points, where is it here, 13 points, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists in a game earlier this year, too. I mean, the numbers he's putting up, are he had 11 assists against Loyola of Maryland. He's, he's, <laughs> so he's almost, doing everything. He's almost averaging 6, 8, and 8. Yeah. That's a staff, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's that's triple-double numbers if you're in the NBA. He really makes them go. <laughs> when you so get more time. Our young guards uh, particularly will be tested. Mm-hmm with him now they did a good job the other night on uh texas's guards who were very good too but but yeah this guy's put up some impressive numbers i just keep feeling like this team's gonna be fine this team's gonna be fine you know no matter what happens they're they're winning and struggling right they're they're not learning it through losses and and the such i mean we're 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 just kind of worried in the such that they do get down and i think we were talking on the post game show it's because they've got so much talent that sometimes you can think well we're in any game and, and they are so it's just a matter of putting putting the hammer down from the start mm-hmm. speaking of talent illinois football's got some getting recognized three yeah. walter camp all americans yeah. and uh going to tampa bay so you know last time you you and i the the last time the three of us talked you know we were wondering okay where's the bowl game going to be and, and all that <laughs> mm-hmm. so i know we've kind of processed it all week but haven't had a chance to do with it you hear uh, on sports talk you know, I, I i i'm glad they landed where they did because i think that's a great a it's a great spot it's the first one of the first games you turn on on new year's day or in this case january 2nd 
to watch college football, and it's you're right there. So it's you know if you're on you know, the Music City Bowl is a nice bowl, but you're on New Year's Eve day, and that's the same day as the Final Four games, and I mean you're just kind of another game. Mm-hmm. Whereas these games, either the Citrus or this bowl, ReliaQuest, you're like the first game out of the box. Yeah. On on New Year's Day, so I I, I was just hoping for one of those two. Uh, and I, you know, I, I think we landed in a really good spot, and I think it helped that Ohio State was able to get into that that top mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Then that allowed the other, you know, Penn State to go to the Rose Bowl and and on down the line. Mm-hmm. So it's a great reward. And like I said at the time that we we lost two or three in a row at the end of the year, and then won the Northwestern game. But I said when you pull back, it's going to be a really you're going to look back and go, wow, what a great season. But when you were seven and one, and you were talking really big things. You know, it'll be. It was disappointing, but I think as we as we start to plan to go to Tampa and and get involved in the game, and then you're in that stadium on January two, and you're starting the the new year there. I think people will be like, and all the awards these guys have won, it'll be really fondly remembered. I think, yeah, as a really good year. So. It, it it will be, and it it is a sort of all oh, what could have been type of oh, year, yeah. but, but you, a chance too to beat an SEC team. That's a feather mm-hmm. in your cap when you do that. Sure, and really close to being ten and two. And I was I was surprised when when they put the list of all Americans that Illinois football has had the the few and far between names mm-hmm. that there are. I, yeah. I mean, you got to go back. I think Whitney Merciless was the last guy, and before mm-hmm. that, it, it was Jay Lehman. So I mean, they've got three all Americans on, on one sure. team. So. Yeah, no, it's it's a big honor to have that many. Be honored is impressive. And hey, I know it could have been ten and two, but. Turns out Evan was right. Somewhere between three and nine wins. <laughs> yeah, well, 93% of the time. <laughs> there you go. All right, time for the notebook with Brian Barnhart, brought to you by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Peru's, Seven Saints. Uh, Illinois won four in a row against Penn State after they had lost six in a row. So how about that? Uh, Penn State won six in a row from 2016 to 2019, wow. including three in a row at the State Farm Center. Uh, Illinois is 16 and 8 against Penn State in the State Farm Center, but 13 and 10 as well at the BJC, the Rice Jordan Center. And the 2021 season, Illinois won. This was the COVID year. They won 98 to 81. That was a game, though, they were down, mm-hmm. whatever it was, 18 to 2, or because I remember we were doing that game in the Biefeld Center. Yeah. I forget if Doug was with me. I think Doug was with me. And there was. We were doing the video feed on one side and the TV on the other. This oh, was during the COVID oh, yeah. thing. And the game on TV went overtime. So we had to rely on the video, which was kind of grainy, from Penn State. And was at a weird <laughs> corner angle from the court. And they were going opposite of what you're looking at a game at a weird angle. And then they hit us with a whatever it was, 18-2 to two run, and you're like, you're like scrambling trying to figure out what in the world's happening. And then they wound up winning it anyway, 98-81. You know, so. some things I think are better with that men in black pen that yeah. people would look at so they'd have no memory of it. Yeah, because that was – COVID stuff. That game stands out in my mind. And then, and then they won 79-65 a few days uh, later in State Farm Center, an empty State Farm Center. So, yeah, they rattled off four in a row. Uh, they had the game. Remember, this was before they had the reviews – uh, Rich McBride hit a shot late that we all thought counted, and uh, you I, know, I, I remember and, and now exactly, that they had the re, when they had the review, they did look at it. I remember exactly they, where I was with that because it was kind of early days of watching, uh, getting information directly on games from the internet, and it was in Wi-Fi. It was like I think that was 2006. 
something like that. Yeah, yeah it was in one of those. Yeah, and and uh, I was with a whole bunch of college students, and and they're just, they're just like refreshing their laptop, and then <laughs> everyone's going bonkers because they see the score change to yeah. Illinois had won and no time left. Right. And then and then they looked at it, <laughs> and, and like, oh uh, man, wait, wait, wait a second, it was it it's got, gone. Get it, didn't get it off in time, as they say. It was close. I think and it was I, a right I, call. It was a right call, but it ended Illinois' thirty-three game, I think, mm-hmm. home court winning streak at the time. And the other thing that was interesting was Penn State uh, in that game had sent no reporters at all. Wow, nobody was there except the radio guy, Steve Jones, and he was the only one from Penn State that was there to document their first win. I don't know, ever maybe at State Farm Center. And, you know, it was the classic if the tree falls in the forest and nobody's there, did anybody <laughs> notice, you know, for Penn State? And they did. And that was that was a wild finish. Steve Jones, there's a good guy. Yep. You know, he'll be on with us tomorrow. So, yeah. Salt of the earth there. Yep. All right. Illinois and Penn State tips at 11. We'll get the game day coverage started at 9 a.m. Don't forget Saturday Sports Talk at 8 a.m. to get everything rolling. Have a great call. I will. Thank you. Look forward to it. Yeah. More sports talk in a moment. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Hey, it's Colin Likas from the News Gazette. Monday night, we take an in-depth look at area high school hoops. It's Prep Basketball Confidential right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. If you are going to the game tomorrow... 11 o'clock, and because it's sold out, there's a lot of you that are. Let's consider bring, please consider bringing along with you some some change or some paper currency or a check for the Salvation Army. The red kettles will be there. Can't do that. There's ways to do it online. Some of the kettles, I don't know if the kettles will have there tomorrow, but some of the kettles have QR codes you can scan and make a donation that way. Uh, but it's there's something satisfying, I think, about just placing some actual money into the kettle and knowing it's going to go to a good cause and it's going to stay right here in the area. So support the Salvation Army tomorrow on your way into the ball game. And if uh, you can't do that, consider one of the other kettles around the area. We really, they really do appreciate it. Big high emotional game on the national stage on Tuesday night for Illinois against uh, Texas. So... Could understand if there would be a letdown, but Matthew Meyer says don't worry about that. It's pretty hard to get too big of a head when Coach Underwood is screaming at you every five seconds. So uh, I think he's hoping to stay humble. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we're 0-1 in league play, and we're trying to win a Big Ten championship, so we definitely got to stay focused. Yeah, you don't want to have that second L sitting with you all the way till January. Oof, no, no. Baseball, the hot stove news has kind of been quiet today. It's been more of letting everything settle mm-hmm. for what's going on the last few days. A little weird. Looked at MLB Network that you had pulled up and saw Wilson Contreras there in a mm. Cardinals uniform. Got to do a double take. Yeah, everybody's getting introduced. Jacob DeGrom, uh, somebody else, I can't remember who. Trey Turner, that's right, because he didn't want to mess up with his hair with the new Phillies cap. So I'm sure 
Philadelphia people took that real well. But uh, yeah, Cardinals Cardinals got themselves a, a new catcher. Wilson still got his number in, in forty, and um, just so going going from blue to red is just such a such a change. It, yeah, it didn't look like he had the same amount of pain in his eyes as Dexter did when he signed his contract with the Cardinals. But um, Again, I'm glad he's getting paid. I wish him success. I don't know about the Cardinals, but I wish him success. Like Kirsten Cinema, the senator in Arizona, she's not going from blue to red. She's going from blue to the middle. She's just <laughs> going to something else, a different color. You don't can't just change colors like that. No, it's weird. No, jarring to the system. Uh, John Heyman's reported that the Padres were going to go 400 million for Aaron Judge. They, uh, I, I don't know where all this money... Well, I do know where this money came from. I, I mean, baseball is a very profitable sport. All major sports are very profitable, and, and owners are, are finally deciding to, to spend their money. So I'm glad they got Bogarts. I, I know the Cubs were, were rumored with him. I, I think I had him three out of four as far as the my, my wish list for, for shortstops. And Dansby Swanson's still out there. Carlos Correa is out there. And if... The market continues to trend towards giving guys really long contracts. I would be more inclined to give a really long contract to a 28-year-old than a 31-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I were talking about this yesterday off air, but the the NBA model, which is shorter contracts mm-hmm. with, what, higher values? Yep. Higher annual values. Um, some wondered if that would happen, and it's it's not. No. Um, and, and agents are kind of saying, told you so. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, you know, Trevor Bauer, all things aside with him, he, he went through his first six, seven years of club control saying that, that he wanted to do year-to-year contracts, and of course he didn't end up doing that. But then he signed a, a three-year high average annual value kind of deal, and I, I thought, yeah, that that's the, the way that things are going to trend. And then the... I can't remember. Was it that same off season? Maybe, maybe the next off season. Bryce Harper signs an eleven year contract. Right. Manny Machado signs a ten year contract, and it's like, oh, okay, never mind. It's just some of these guys, right? And you got, you know, your forty year old Max Scherzer, who's not sure that he's going to pitch for another five years, signs a two year deal. Justin Verlander, forty years old, signs a, a two year deal. So the the older guys at the back end of their careers might lean towards that, especially those guys who are still at the the top of their craft, but. Young guys want want to get locked in, stay comfortable, and set up shop somewhere. So yeah, and if you're a, an owner in GM, you've got to. It's kind of the cost of doing business right mm-hmm. now. It doesn't. It's not because they think it's a good idea. They would want to. I mean, they always want to pay the least amount, and players want to make the most that they can. But <laughs> players are now. It's the ultimate. My value is based on what I just did. Mm-hmm. And owners are, your value is based on what I think you can do. And I don't think you realistically say, yeah, you're going to be that valuable for the next 11 years. Nope. Nope. Those are the extension kind of deals, right? And even usually those, you're you're getting a team-friendly kind of number when you get those extensions. So, yeah, that's the cost of business. You wait, wait it out until free agency, and then you've got to pay it up. So what's the Cubs play here? <laughs> I, I think, I think that, it's not. You get Carlos Correa or maybe Dansby Swanson. We go, but, but I think they're still in it for the for Correa. But now it's looking a little bit longer odds. I I don't know the stuff I was seeing today saying the Giants haven't really been connected to to Carlos Correa, and he was. Uh, I, I saw him as really the the big fish jumping in as far as 
his sweepstakes with the Cubs and the Twins are still staying on him. And the Braves supposedly haven't even talked to Dansby Swanson really this offseason. So the, the Atlanta market is completely out, and you haven't really heard him connected anywhere. The Cubs are, are going to make moves. Crane Kenny was on the score today, and he basically said, we've given Jed money to spend, so hopefully he spends it. And didn't spend it so much last year. I think it made sense when, when you saw the, the roster and, and – the free agents and it didn't really line up but they've got they've got money to blow they've got holes to fill there's plenty of really good free agents that although you might be uncomfortable with the deal you're trying to win right now and that's what you're signing up for you can figure out the the rest later on so I think they're in the shortstop market I imagine they'll sign one more starting pitcher maybe it's Cody Senga maybe it's somebody a a little lower tier going to be a move for a catcher I don't know if that's a, a big trade for a Sean Murphy or, or just some kind of veteran to, to split time with Jan Gomes, and they still need a, another lefty bat. So there's there's money, there's moves that, that they've got to make, and I think they, they laid the groundwork for a, a lot of it this week. Like you said, we, we got that little bit of a downturn after all of the, the signings, and maybe we'll go through the weekend and things will pick up again next week. Carter Hawkins said something interesting, uh, though, that he goes, I, I don't think anyone's saying we're a 105-win team, right? now (laughs) it's like wow you're really going to say that i mean i know that that's actually kind of realistic but he's he's also i mean part of it is the prospects aren't ready yet like the the big prospects that are in the system aren't going to be ready this year so you they have to go out and get the free agents Mm -hmm. if they want to win this year and i think what cubs fans are hoping is it's not a a step just halfway right winning Right, and that's kind of what last year was in locking up Stroman for a couple, three years. Depends on if he opts out or not. You lock up Suzuki for the next four or five years. That's a a ready-made prospect, as we saw he came in, batted league average. I think he'll be even better yet, and now you've got to keep supplementing to that because, yeah, the, the big wave will probably be 2024, but you've got to, you've got to be competitive, I, I think. Tom Ricketts saw the the bottom line was affected by not putting a, a competitive team out there, especially after the success the Cubs had had over the last half decade. So the and the NL Central still isn't great. So the, it's it's a winnable division. What a crazy world it is in the business of sports. Back in a moment. Illini family, this is Brad Underwood. We'll see you tomorrow at the State Farm Center and catch game day coverage starting two hours before tip off. Right here on News Talk fourteen hundred and ninety three nine FM. If we did Secret Santa around here, what you're saying is, I should not get you a mattress. Well, I I don't. That's a little out of the price range, don't you think? Yeah, I usually I was going to put a cap at like twenty five dollars. I was going to say our Secret Santa or, or gift exchange for our friends miss next week is twenty five bucks. I don't know if you find me a twenty five dollar mattress, I, I I appreciate it, but um, um, you, you can probably give it to somebody else. But also, just feels like an odd choice of a gift even if one had the means and the desire yeah i got your mattress yeah I, I, unless somebody like really really needed it but well that yeah okay that would be like we all got together to help Evan yeah. in this hard time yeah i i could see that but yeah just an individual giving another individual mattress maybe a yeah. little big saw this while i was out and thought, thought, of, thought you. of you second hour of sports talk <laughs> coming up wdws champagne urbana